It's Six Go Podcast, brought to you by Men's Sports. Seems how are you, mates? I'm good, mate. Now, let's start with last night's game. We've been away for a little bit. I was in Brisbane for a week, so a bit of catching up to do. Uh, we'll start off last night, though, the Cowboys and the Sharks. How could you possibly, if you're Craig Fitzgibbon, change this lineup going forward? Yeah, it, man, they looked good last night. The first 30 minutes was a cracking game of footy. I thought it was unreal. And then you could sense it about 15 before half time. Cronulla started to get the upper hand. And a couple of things happened where the Cowboys had a, a couple of decisions go against them. or And then they made a mistake. There was a silly offload, I think it might have been. And you could see Cronulla just came with a wave. I thought the Sharks kicking game was on point from the start. And uh, the Cowboys did get two out of the first three penalties and I thought that that sort of um, sort of confused the, the game where it was at because it was funny that wasn't it they were they were home team penalties as well yes exactly and I thought Cronulla really had uh, the the meterage game working yep. for them in the first 15 minutes it's just that those penalties sort of backed them up a little bit from gaining the momentum uh, but Nico and Braden Trindle, their kicking game was superb, particularly Trindle. Yeah, Trindle's kicking game was really good. The 40-20 in the second half, then he backed it up with a repeat set. I think it was th- the next set. He, he you know, forced that um, dropout. He, he was excellent. Um, you know, I don't think Nico was... Nico was good, don't get me wrong, but Nico didn't have to be outstanding last night because everyone did their job. Wade Graham was unreal. He turned back the clock, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he, last week as well. And he, he had to because, you know, they've had a few injuries, Cronulla, particularly in the in the forwards with you know, Teague Wilton going down. I thought Teague was doing a pretty good job. But for Wade Graham to come in and do what he did last night, yeah. they needed that performance by him and he stood up. He's elite. Yeah. He is elite. He's one of the greats of the game. And, you know, obviously he hasn't had the best 18 months. But that little bit of time where he's um, been away this year with, with some injuries and I think he got suspended as well, it might have freshened him up just for that one last burst. And I still don't think Cronulla are you know, anywhere near a, a title favourite because it's a false economy. Cowboys aren't that good. We've been saying it for a few weeks. But that was impressive last night, the way they played. And, and sorry to cut you off, You're but right Connor right. Tracy... Yeah, he was uh, good. Yeah, he's, he's just a... A ball of energy, really, is, at the yeah. back. And this is not a bash-up on Will Kennedy, but to me, they look a different team. Um, they do. They do. They both have that blistering speed off the off the mark, but I do think that Connor Tracy's got a slightly better passing game. So he, he creates a little bit more. That first try he set up on the left-hand side, yeah. he, he had to dummy, which faked the centre out, and yeah. then threw the ball. That was all class. He, he's different to Kennedy as well. So I said they're both lightning off the mark. Tracy's almost Reese Walsh speed. Now, I'm not comparing the two at all because there's no comparison. But he's almost Reese Walsh speed where you think you've got him covered and in two steps, he finds another gear, and all of a sudden, he's created a three-on-two. He's way too good to play reserve grade. There is... I was thinking about this last night. There are five or six clubs right now that would absolutely sign up for Connor Tracy to be their fullback next year. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely... Um, and again, is he a bit of you know, Dejan Arce, where he can do this two or three times, even four times, but then once you've got to do it five, six, seven, eight weeks in a row, that's when you realise, oh, okay, there's a reason they've been playing reserve grade most of their career. So he needs to keep doing it. Maybe. If you if you think of teams like the Dragons, the Tigers, the Raiders, all yeah. these all these clubs. They're the chasing a fullback. The they Bulldogs. Are. So 
the fact that they've got Trindle and Tracy to come in, and it's a it's a strength of depth, and it's it's a, it's a reason why they've been able to sort of resurrect their season, having this depth behind them. Oh, 100%. And also, too, I think last night showed, you know, every now and again, um, Talakai has a bad defensive game. But there, there's a reason he played Origin. He has to be in that 13 every week because his go forward off, um, off Cronulla's line is outstanding. He gets him on the front foot. Let's talk about the Cowboys. They, they've clearly run out of juice, in my opinion. And we've seen this for a couple of weeks now. The bye came at a great time for them last week. To, they had two losses in a row. They go, okay, let's get a bye, refresh. We've got to win these games heading into the semifinal. We've got to go again. They weren't able to do that. They were at home against a Sharks team who, let's be honest, has has struggled the past few weeks apart from the win last week. Yeah. So to not win that game is... Uh, it's it's not a nail in the coffin just yet, but I'll tell you what, it's pretty bloody close. Yeah, and if they make it, they're, they're making up numbers. Look... I don't want to be negative, but I'm going to be. Yep. The Cowboys, it, it's a false economy. That That's two out of the last three years, and I'm ruling them out. They're not making the finals. No, I don't think so. So that's two out of the last three years they haven't made the finals. At times, they've looked disgraceful. They went on that run last year where they, they full credit to them, they were unreal at times last year. But I don't think they're fit enough again. So... Two years ago, they didn't look fit. Yep. Now, they don't look fit. They run out of puff. At the back end of games, they run out of puff. Yeah, they had to go on that run, but who did they really beat? You know, In the end, are they finishing where they should? Oh, I agree. And they they got wins against teams like Penrith. Penrith had like nine guys out with State of Origin. That's right. Uh, Dragons, as the coach, got sacked. Yes. Because uh, I'm just going, going through it here, having a quick look. And you've got to remember, too, that during that period, the Cowboys... While they had a presence in Origin, they didn't lose that many players to Origin, so they still were fielding a very good squad each week. Yes, and uh, apart from apart from Game Three where Reese Robson went, their spine was fully intact. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, I, again, I don't want to be the negative one, but I am going to be this afternoon. Uh, I thought the Cowboys showed their age last night with a few of their players, and I hate to I hate to call retirement on a few players, but I I think a few are coming. Yeah, and, I agree. And one one person that I don't think will retire, but uh, I certainly thought he was below his best last night was Tamalolo. Uh, he he didn't have the impact that he has had in previous games, months, years, whatever. Uh, but the the two I want to highlight: Chad Townsend and Peter Hiku. Uh, I th- I think their time at the Cowboys is very much done. And yeah. wh- whether or not an NRL team picks up Chad Townsend, I'm not quite sure. But going forward, uh, they've signed Clifford for next year. Uh, I don't think that they should stop the hunt for another half, but I would be going with the Clifford Dearden combination at this moment. I could argue Townsend. I could argue another year or so out of him. Yeah, he wasn't great last night, but the Cowboys weren't great. He's not going to win your premiership though, is he? No, but are they going to win a premiership? I think the window was there, like for this for this year, potentially. Um, I, <coughs> I I think I think a few players though, their time has come. Um, Hiku, Hiku, definitely. Now, Tamalolo, while he wasn't great last night, um, I did hear a stat with about eight minutes to go that he was the only cowboy to run over 100 metres. Well, that's embarrassing for the rest of the cowboys That's back. That's right. So, But it's also showing that, it, in perspective, he's still probably their best go-forward man. Oh, of course. Uh, there are a couple of areas, though, where they can make instant change to get some improvement, I think, and that is 
uh, Cohen Hess and Griffin Neem can't come off the bench at the same time. They just miss too many tackles. Yep. So the fact that when Cotter goes off, they just fall to pieces, really. So yep. I think Hess has to start uh, for for that respect. And I, I just don't think you can have both those guys coming off the bench at the same time. Because that was the period in the middle of the game, that middle 20 minutes where Cronulla... Yeah, and apart. that's when um, Cronulla really, like you said, took off. But it was their middles that came on. Royce Hunt scored a try. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the big ton, big Hazleton. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's a big, big, strong man. So they've just gone straight through the middle of them twice. That's right, yeah. So... There are some instant changes there that I think you might see next week, but the problem for them is they're going to come up across Penrith in the last round, and yeah. and look, even they if need, they need all sorts of things to go their way, even if Penrith them. rest everyone, which Penrith aren't, they're not renowned as a team that rests um, blokes the week before the semis. Melbourne will, yeah, um, but yeah, Penrith haven't really done that in the past, so th- there's a chance Melbourne will be playing. Uh, sorry, Penrith will be playing for another uh, minor premiership, so they're not going to be going easy. That's right, and even if they do rest players, we saw the Cowboys had to go to Golden Point to beat them. Yeah, true. So even even if there's a couple there, they might still get the win. Uh, we'll move on to uh, previous results over the course of the week. Um, oh, actually, before we do that, I just want to talk about the contract news during the week. So yeah. Payne Haas extended. Yeah. Uh, I thought Brisbane was the only legitimate chance for Payne Haas. Like, it, for me, and I text you about this during the week, if you're a Storm or a different club, right, so you're negotiating with Payne for 2025. Yes. So there's a full year there where you're not going to get him. Now, I couldn't. Now, I, I know Payne's a beast. Yeah. But I couldn't validate signing a player for a year out when their number one trait is an athletic trait. Like yeah. his, oh, I get his athleticism is, is his number one trait. And, and physicality. Like That's he, right. He's a big, strong thing. That's right. So it's not like you're signing a Cameron Smith who's a genius. Yeah. Um, but he, he's not, it's the same with like a Tamalolo or, or just anyone whose number one trait is a physical ability. So the Broncos were the only team in the end. Yeah, the, I think they they went over this. Yeah, and during the week when we were talking about it, I was adamant I'd pay a million one point one for him. Wouldn't even think twice. But one point three is starting to get to that. Oh, you know that's is a little bit it's a little bit too much. But we need to also remember that we're looking at. 2025, 26, 27. So we're looking at those years where the salary cap is going to continue to go up. So one point one in a year is probably 800 now and 1.3 in three years is potentially you know the equivalent of a million 1.1 now so you know those things are or do need to be um, put into perspective when we do think about this and, and argue the point because it is all relative things will continue to go up where I think the Broncos are going to find it really tough is Walsh's salary has to double immediately oh it, it'll go more than that he's only on 350,000 Ezra, Ezra Mann he's Wage it has to double immediately because I think he's only on about two hundred. Yes. So it's got to double and and potentially you know there'd be some clubs out there that'd throw half a mil six hundred at him tomorrow. Yes. And wouldn't even think twice. And just going back on a previous conversation, that's something with Tom Dearden that the Cowboys need to be in trouble with as well. If I'm Tom Dearden, there's no way I'm signing any deal right now. I'm absolutely going to market purely for a financial. Oh well, yeah, why not? That's there right. are going to be clubs out there that offer him well over a million dollars a year, and it's, he's, it's a guarantee. He's Queensland's next cab off the rank as a long-term origin half. Yeah, and you've got you've got clubs out there chasing people like Aiden Caesar to come back to the NRL and play halves because there literally is You no. just said it, Jake Clifford. 
Jake Clifford. He got moved on already from the Cowboys. So, <laughs> That's right. <you> know. <laughs> That's right. So if I'm Tom Tinton, there's no way I'm signing an extension with the Cowboys. At the very least, I'm going to market and then going back to the Cowboys and saying, hey, here's my offers. So, Match. look, I know that Brisbane appear to be trying to play a little bit of money ball because they've offloaded Flegler because they've got a couple of young blokes coming through. They've offloaded Herbie Farmworth um, knowing that they've got a couple of blokes coming through. Is what's coming through going to reach the the level that Herbie and uh, Flegler are at? Maybe, maybe not. You know, it's a, it's a risk. But then I'm 100% sure that they did not anticipate that man was going to be as good as what he is and that Walsh was going to be as good as quick as what he is. I think they might have thought, yep, they've got that 350 or 450 or whatever he's on for a couple of years, deal, you know, great. Then he might have to go up to 600. Well, as you said before, it's going to double end time. He's going up to a million. Oh, absolutely. And I, I had Ben Eichen on the podcast last year and it was at the very start of last year before the season kicked off and I asked him about his halves situation and he spoke about Ezra Mann and at that point he hadn't played a game and he very much viewed Ezra as a three, four, five year prospect down the line. Yeah. The fact that he's been able to come in and be so good, I thought he played his best game last week um, that he's played in his career so far when Reynolds wasn't playing and he had to really oh, sort yeah. of step that up. Was, yeah, he did well, yeah. So uh, for him to come in and be as good as he has that quickly, they absolutely did not budget on this. No. And so... It, it, it happened quick for him too because he went from South Slogan 18s to South Slogan 20s to Q Cup within the space of three months. And if you look at the spine of the Broncos, they've got one of the cheapest spines in the NRL. Yeah. And the fact that Adam Reynolds is their big sort of fish in the spine, he's only on about seven hundred, seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, that's going to drastically change. And I still think the Broncos should be on the lookout for a better nine. Whether they've got one coming through or not, I yeah. don't know. But I, I just think that it's going to be very soon we're going to see Reese Walsh on over a million dollars. Yeah. If... if if Payne Haas is worth 1.2, Reese Walsh is worth very well, bloody if, close. Did Haas sign for 1.2 or 1.3? I thought it was 1.3. It might be 1.2, 1.2, So if he's on that, what's Adam Fanua Blake worth? Well, exactly. Like, yeah, he's uh, there'd be a few, uh, arguably as good. Fisher-Harris, arguably as good. Well, there'd be a few players at the moment looking at, the, yeah. <laughs> looking at their contracts. But those two in particular, most of the other bikes are you know, taking the piss, to be honest. They're not in that league, but... The, Fisher-Harris and Adam Fanua-Blake are dead set a whisker-off Haas. Well, Fisher-Harris is on a million dollars. Well, you know what? And I reckon Fisher-Harris probably is... I think he's still better. He, he might be still better, but I do like the pain contract. Oh, yeah. Going no, forward. no, no. Th that's exactly right. And they bring different things to the table. But as it stands, right here and now, runs on the board, Fisher-Harris is better. Well, Pat, even Pat Carrigan, you know, his own yeah, teammate. that's right. Yeah, he's good. He's... He's very, very, very good. Yeah, and he's going to be the next captain, you would yeah. think. So he, he's probably looking at you going, mate, yeah. <laughs> we need to do something here. But the other one is Tino. Tino yeah, got a big long ten extension. Year. Ten years. Ten years is a long money. time. It is about a long time. And I, I tell you what, good on him. You, at 1.2, it's the equivalent. It's it's identical to Tamalolos. It's, it's absolutely identical. And uh, <laughs> good on him. You're yeah. worth whatever someone is willing to pay. Um, not a deal I would have done. If I'm the Titans, uh, it's I a love long, Tino. It's a long time. It's a long time. I'm all for five or six years to wrap up blokes like Tino has. You know, there's there's certain blokes that you would do that for, but 10 years is a long time. Now, I'd argue Tamalolo, Cowboys have got value for money out of him. He's been outstanding. Marketing up there, um, 
the, what he's put his body through, the success that they've had over the time he's been there. I know he's got a couple of years to go on that big deal and he's declining. He certainly is declining, but they have got value for money. It, yeah, I don't there, know. I there, don't was know. A, there was there was a four-year stretch with Jason Talmuello. He gave you an immortal level. Yeah, he did. Quality. And I, I actually thought he was on track to being the next immortal. Now, probably not now, but I don't think that there's any question that for a four-year period there, he's as good as every, any forward we've ever seen the game. Oh, 100%. Yeah, not no, no question at all. The only thing that would stop him from reaching that, that echelon of best ever he never has had a passing game or he hasn't really had that, that late offload or that extra little bit of specialness about him, which Haas doesn't have either. No. But he may develop it. He's still so young. And we thought Talmalolo might develop it. Still time. Yeah, absolutely. And seeing the Tino deal, seeing the Talmalolo deal, it makes you wonder why spine players haven't gotten those deals because I'd, I'd be much more... Ch- Cherry Evans did. Yes, that's true. That's, yeah. that's true. I'd, but I'd be much more keen on signing yeah. a fullback or a half than a middle forward for 10 years. Agree. Agree. I'm surprised it hasn't been more because Manly, again, they would argue that value for money. They've, they've got every cent out of um, Cherry Evans over the 10 years. I think he's got one to go or two yeah, to go. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll take a break and be back. Six to Go is proudly supported by our friends at Mint Sports. And if you're after a bit of humour in your sports life, maybe try out one of their podcasts, maybe daily. To baseball. So they had the All-Star weekend this week to break things up. Yeah, that should break it up. That should break up the 182 <laughs> game. game season. Game More baseball. baseball. <laughs> Guys, there's a lot of baseball going on. How do we break it up? Do you want to have another hit? Sure. Sounds good. Everyone gets a week off. Awesome. I haven't seen dad in seven months. Oh, no, no. He's got to play in the all-star game. Everyone else gets the week off. The baseballers have to keep playing. Back here with the 60 Go podcast. And it seems we are doing our top five for the week. And this week we're doing the top five players to come from CQ. Now, Seeb's tricky one for me. Uh, I could, I've got six and I'm going to do an honourable mention as the sixth. Yep. Okay. Well, that's good. I've got an honourable mention as well. <laughs> so, I've probably got about four of them. <laughs> My honourable mention is Reese Wesser. B- before, before we go, yes, we just need to make sure we clarify. We determined in our text exchange that yes. CQ was going to be from Mackay through to Gladstone and out to Emerald. And out to Emerald. Yeah. Yes. All right. Here we go. So my honourable mention is Reese Wesser. Yep. Um, Fantastic player, just did not make my five. So my number five is Harry Grant. Yeah, look, Harry Grant. And, he, and I think I think by the end of his career, he'll be much higher on this list. Yeah, and I think so. Look, you'll probably tip anyone where you think he'll end up, not necessarily where he is at the moment. Probably. Um, but I can't, I can't argue Harry Grant at all. And you know what? It's going to be one of those lists where we get to the end of it, and I'm positive that we're going to have forgotten blokes. Oh, or I'll have someone that you've forgotten or you'll have someone I've forgotten. Um, he, he didn't get into my... Um, top five? My top five, yeah. Um, my, my fifth was almost uh, a slashy or honourable mention. Yes. I, I couldn't split them. Um, Jason Hetherington. Yep. And Ben Hunt. Yeah. So I, I just couldn't I couldn't split them. If I had to, I'd go with, with Butchie Hetherington um, as my five and, and Hunt drops out to six. Well, it's it's funny. Like, you can't go to... Well, I suppose if you 
took a few hours, you could, but there's no list of like a full list of CQ players. And, and when are we going from? Like we're talking NRL era, exactly. And like you know, the first year or two of of Hetherington's run was before the NRL era. That's so right. He sort of splits across that, but that's right. Uh, my number four is Matt Singh, the man. Yeah, very good. He's, yeah. he's a good footballer. Yeah, very good. Who you got? Wendell Saylor. Wendell Saylor. Yeah. Where's Wendell from? Serena. Well, there you go. Yeah. Forgot about Wendell. Yeah, CQ boy. Grew up uh, getting billeted at uh, my house. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, go. him and my brother have been mates since oh, they were eight, they nine years of old. Of course they have. And, yeah. Um, yeah, through cricket and footy, so. Yeah, I forgot about Del. Yes, yeah. but yes, your, your brother Anthony and him, very close. Yeah, groomsmen at each other's weddings. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about Wendell. Grew up with Wendell at our place all the time. There you go, there you go. Uh, my number three, Ben Hunt, so someone you had on your list. Yep. Uh, well, my number three is Matt Singh. Matt Singh, there you go. Number two, DCE. Singh. Yes. Outstanding. I would have had Sailor ahead of him, but when Wendell went to rugby and missed those years. Yeah. That, that's, that's that's the reason why I had uh, Singh in front of him. So DCE is your number two. He's my number two. Yeah. Yeah. And number one, money. Yeah, 100%. Has How can to be. you go past yeah. him? Has to be. And, and he's not even finished yet. No, and he... He's well on his track. We spoke about this around Origin Time, wrote an article in the paper about it. He is, in my opinion, well on his way to being one of the most dominant represented players of all time. Yeah, he, he may not ever win a, a Daly M because he's just not red he's hot every not week. not that type of player. Um, you know, like Andrew Johns was red hot every week. Jonathan Thurston was red hot every week. So they were good whether it was rep footy or, or week in, week out footy. Wally was awful until it was rep footy time. Cameron's not awful. He's... Unreal, yeah. and every second or probably every third or fourth game, he just tears a team apart and wins it on his own. Yeah, when it comes to rep footy, he is Cameron Smith, Wally Lewis levels in my in my opinion, and that might seem like a ridiculous statement, but he is. I, I don't think it is. I I regard Cameron Smith as the greatest player ever. I, I don't think there's anyone close. But when when the chips are in, I I don't think that there's anyone I'd rather have on my side. And you know when the when the 2020 series happened, the impossible yeah. win, uh, I, I thought we were no chance. But I always thought, well, we've got Cameron. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's always a chance. So I'm, I'm with you. I've got Cameron Smith as the best player that's played. I've got Andrew Johns as a clear outright second. And then Munster's in that, that rung of blokes jumping into third spot. There's probably three or four of them that are all a, a photo finish. I, I find it funny too. I don't know if you've noticed this. At times, um, when Cooper Cronk talks about um, Munster yeah, and people start saying those types of statements, like how good he is at rep level and he's up there with the greats that have ever played, have you ever noticed how quickly he tries to put the handbrake on that? I, I just find that one a little bit interesting. <laughs> well... Do you, do you think that's because he disagrees with it? I don't know if he disagrees. He doesn't like the fact that it's not him that's being mentioned in those terms <laughs> or whether it's, you know, when Cameron first went to Melbourne, he was just a young little rat bag. I, I don't know what it is, but I've noticed it so many times for it not to be, um, yeah, just a, a, little, a little laughing point. Next time you see him speaking about Munster at that level, just... Listen take closely. Note, take take note. note. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny about Munster. I saw a highlight the other day. Like the Capras are having their old boys' day soon, yeah. and um, uh, I, I saw some highlights the other day. One of them was was Cameron when he yeah, was Burley. Yeah. yeah, I was. So I was assistant coach at Capras. Was that then. the intercept? Yeah. That was the intercept. Yeah, and 
my brother was at Melbourne at the time. Yeah. And myself and Cameron had travelled from Rocky to, to Melbourne for a weekend. Melbourne wanted to sign him. I was going down to do some stuff with my brother for a couple of days. Um, so I went with Cameron because he, for as the perception that people have about him, he was a shy kid. He really was. And um, so I thought, okay, it's going to be great. If I'm going along at the same time, he's got someone he's comfortable with. You know, it was, it was a great couple of days. Anyway, Cameron's gone down. He's done that. Looked around. They toured, like they toured him around Melbourne, um, around the facilities. He had all the, the legends coming and talking to him. And he was like a deer in headlights. Fast forward two or three weeks later, um, my brother actually traveled here to Rocky had a meeting with Cameron. They signed him, locked him down on a contract that was absolutely nothing. It was, they got him a job, a few bucks to play under 20s with the prospect of, let's see how that goes. There's a chance that we'll keep you on, on a minimum wage or a rookie deal the following year. So they signed all that. It was a week or two later, we've traveled to, to Gold Coast to play Burley. Cameron did that play. And for the play that people aren't talking about, so yeah. uh, Burley make a break, and it's a two-on-one, and Cameron, at fullback at the time, yep. goes for the intercept, gets it, which is just a remarkable play in itself. It beats six or seven blokes, two of them he beat twice, <laughs> goes 70 and scored in the corner. Yeah. Jumped on the phone at full time, waiting for the boys were coming onto the bus. I rang my brother, said, mate, jump on YouTube now. You've just got the cheapest deal in history. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, seriously, as soon as we can get this link, you need to see what Cameron's done this afternoon. Um, and then obviously, you know, the rest is history. He's done what he's done. But if he hadn't signed, two weeks later, he could have commanded five or six times more than what he signed for that day. Yeah. It's, uh, but I'm, yeah, he, I'm pretty comfortable he's sweet now. <laughs> I think he's doing yeah. all right. I think he's doing all right, Cameron. Uh, I don't think we'll see him at the old boys' day. No. <laughs> um, what game are you most excited for this weekend? Mate, it is a weekend of loser goes home games. Yeah, it is. Um, so tonight, you know, we've got the the Warriors uh, Manly. Well, Warriors will seal their top four and push for a top two spot. Manly lose. They are 100% gone. Yep. They win. They live to fight another day. Um, and that's all it is, isn't it? Because it's not even like they're no. a guaranteed to be in. No, that's right. They just live to fight another day. Yeah. They probably put themselves in a better position than the Cowboys because of that one point. A lot of teams will be booking barley trips this yeah, weekend. Yeah, they will be. Um, you know, Knights and Rabbits, it's not a loser-goes-home game, but winner's safe in my mind. Yes. Loser is back treading water. Who, who do you... Who do you think will win that game? Because I think the Knights, uh, if you take out Penrith, I think the Knights have an argument that they're playing the best footy in the NRL. Yeah, I think the Knights win. Yep. Um, what a remarkable <laughs> eight weeks for the Knights. Whether the Roosters can make it or not, if they have a chance to make the Rabbits miss yes. in round 27, just that will just be yeah, so good. Um, yeah, so we've got the, the other one is the Raiders as well. If they lose, then all of a sudden they're treading water and they're back in the pack. However, the, the game I'm looking forward to the most is tonight, um, Parramatta and Roosters. Winner lives to fight another day. Loser is gone. Just on the Raiders, before you move on to the Parramatta game, uh, if the Raiders don't win this weekend, they don't deserve to be in. If you can't beat the Bulldogs. Did you see the live ladder last night? No. They were showing the live ladder with five to go because Cronulla had put themselves up into fourth spot. Yes. And they show the ladder and you're looking at it and it's so congested from four through to 12. 
all the for and against are in fairly good nick. Yeah. Raiders, negative 120. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how they... Have. So they, when they've lost, they've been hammered. So they win close games and lose by a lot. Yeah, they, it's... And there was that was evidence last week. They got belted by the Storm. And I, I, I don't think the Storm were that superb last week. No. Oh, like, they were okay, but... They were I, okay. They also had young Tenemapaya and Marion Sevi in the Senate. <laughs> You're not keen on these centers, are well, you? Well, <laughs> like, let's be honest. It, Olam needs to turn his form around. But Olam's not playing well. No, he's not. He doesn't warrant selection. He's he's not. Remus Smith comes back. When Pappenhausen plays fullback for them in two weeks... Nick Meany will play centre. Nick Meany will go to the wing and Remus Smith will come back into the centres. Because if Smith, so Remus Smith you, was in the, on the you, wing... Who do you drop on the wing? Well, Warbrick's already been dropped. He didn't play... He's suspended. Was he suspended? Yes, I think oh, so. Oh, uh, Meany's ahead of Warbrick. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Meany no, Meany no, knows try, rugby league. Would you try Meany at centre? Nah, he'd get, he'd get targeted. Okay. Because uh, I think Olam, Remus Smith's a fair centre. Oh, I agree. I, I really like Remus. Uh, Olam's an interesting one. Uh, they played, I can't remember who they played a couple of weeks ago. It might have been Penrith. He got absolutely destroyed just on He hasn't been the same since that day. Was it Olakowatu yeah, folded him? Yeah, start of the year. Olakowatu destroyed him. And he him. had a HIA? Yes. I don't reckon he's been the same since after that HIA. You might be right. Uh, and the rumours are that he's on the block at the moment, that, that he's free yeah. to negotiate. So. And they love, look, he was our uh, Daily M Centre of the Year. and Yep. Yep. And it, it it's probably a telling sign that they're willing to let him go. You reckon they just pick him around 27? Maybe. But I'm I'm not sure young Tottenham players doing that bad of a job to warrant. No, no. Jobs. Look, and, and I'm... I'm not saying he's doing a bad job. I'm just saying, is a team with young Tanamapaya and Marion Sevi in the centre is going to win a comp? No. That's that's my that's my whole argument. Who do you reckon is better, Sevi or Tanamapaya? Tanamapaya. Uh, although I will say Sevi is certainly better today than he was a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's not as he's not as bad as people think he is. Yeah, he's okay. And uh, Tanamapaya, look, don't get me wrong, he is okay. He's not. But it's like having Peter Hickey in the centres. Yeah, it's these guys aren't making. They're a million times better than what you know I could ever be. (laughs) Of course, but they're they're not making Dally M teams. No, Uh, and they're not busting open games. That's right, and I'm just looking at. Then it goes back to the Roosters, and you think the more I think about it, I, I I don't know. Do we need to be questioning Trent Robinson more? That squad that they've got is top two. It is ridiculous that they are probably not going to go club. Well, they're not going to make the eight, I don't think. No. Uh, Billy Smith is unreal. Really good player. Yeah. That Would they have the best centre pairing in the comp? <sighs> no. No? Uh, only because they don't use Manu properly. He's one of the best players in the comp, but... They'd be right up there, though. They would be. They would be. A fit Isaac Tungo and Crichton are probably the best. Yep. Um, Farmworth and Katoni Stags are good. Yep. Um, the Brandon Yeah, Smith, they, look, they would be. They w- the Brandon Smith usage, I think, needs to be questioned because they bought him as an 80-minute hooker. Now he's playing 35 minutes off the bench. Yeah. And uh, they look better when Sandon Smith's on, don't they? That's that's uh, telling, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there, there probably does need to be some question around recruitment, whether Trent Robinson's the, the person in the gun. But, the but, but either way, you've got that squad assembled in front of you. Yep. 
They they just should be doing better. Oh, oh they've underperformed. But your key, key positions, hooker and halfback, struggling, struggling. Yep. Yeah, which is why Tedesco hasn't had a, a Tedesco season. Yep. You know, he still will will look at the stats at the end of the year, and he would have been in the top ten for run meters, maybe maybe top five. You know, tackle breaks, he'll be in the top five. Um, He'll tick all those boxes, but he just hasn't had the season that he normally has because he's not being unlocked properly. Good week of footy ahead. Seems we'll do it all again on Monday. Thanks, mate. This has been the 60 Go Podcast, brought to you by Mint Sports, and that is full time.